Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world all this time. We shine. show it's amanda seals here it's jeremy like the bible here happy thursday happy thursday it is group chat thursday uh y'all know how group chat thursdays go down we're gonna be talking about all different types of things mm-hmm. today uh jeremiah you recently said uh a phrase that i thought was quite interesting what did i say something about life uh when life comes at you fast you gotta be faster okay quick quick with it quick with it mm-hmm. why I mean, that's the only option, really. Sometimes that's the only option. You can't let it catch you. You gotta be, also, you gotta be able to ebb and flow with life. So sometimes life is coming. You're like, okay, what can I do? You gotta body wave through the BS. Mm-hmm. You gotta body wave through the bullshit. It is a real, real deal thing. Uh, and, you know, I think a lot of the topics that we talk about end up applying to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we got coming up today? Coming up today on Group Chat Thursday, we're gonna talk about building community. You know, we talk about a lot on our, on our show. One of your favorite phrases is, what, what, say you said at the end of the show every day. And you still don't know it? I don't know. I know when you say Oh, it. my goodness. At the end of every show, I say, remember, we, we are, are each other's, other's business. business. Yes. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. But what does it actually look like, Amanda? Some of us ain't even looking for each other. We in community. We walk by people on the street, don't speak. We literally have to change this. We have we to get do. back to, like, the black man head nod. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I say hello to any black people I see. You got to. So we'll talk it's, about that. Ashley, if I'm in, like, a predominantly white place and I see black people, they getting the hell up. Oh, that's a safety thing at that point. <laughs> All we got is this. We saw happening in Montgomery. We did, we did, we did. All we got is this. Also, hip-hop. We're going to talk about culture, the trends, the, mon- the money, the business of it all. Also, this week's group chat topic of the week was therapy. So have you ever been in therapy? What does that look like for you? We're going to talk about that today as well. All right. So we got all that coming at you. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. See Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked. All right. We're in the middle of a group chat Thursday. We are. Talking about this therapy thing. We have. We are. We have. <laughs> what a word. Um, so you were talking about therapy. You know, we've been teasing this all week long. We have people call us about, you know, have they been to therapy? Mm-hmm. Because it's important, Amanda. So I want to talk about the importance of committing to it. You know, people talk about, I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to go to therapy. But you got to be consistent with it. You can't just pop in like, like you're going to like a basketball game. Here's the frustrating part. Here's the frustrating part of therapy. My therapist told this to me years ago. She said, change is not linear. Right. She said, change is not linear, you know, and humans don't operate linear, right? Mm-hmm. They go forward, they go back and around, uh, in around in circles. And so it makes it difficult because if you are the kind of person who is linear, like Mm -hmm. I'm a very linear kind of person, like it's Mm -hmm. just kind of like I may stop and start, but I don't like go backwards. Right. Right. Um, But what it does is I feel like it makes it difficult to be able to judge is someone taking a break or is someone like like not dedicated. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and it very much so, I think, is going to be determined on, like, what is that person doing during their stop and start, mm-hmm. you know? Because there's also times to me where you do things during that stop that you can't take back. That's true. And then you got to go to therapy again to find out about how whack the thing that you did during that stop was. You can't say it was on a break. You- <sighs> can't say it. You know that reference, Amanda? <laughs> 
<laughs> not Jeremiah trying to really play me. Like I do not know Ross and Rachel references. He's her lobster. So the thing about therapy though, is it really does work best when you actually stick to it, when you right. are regimented, when you say to yourself, like, I really want to do this because I want to know, I want to be better. And I think the problem for a lot of people is that they feel like they're going to therapy sometimes because it's like they're, they're, they are, I don't know, like, like they're lacking something, you know, mm-hmm. or they're flawed. Mm-hmm. And so it gets triggered. And then they're like, I don't want to go because I'm fine. I'm fine. It's like, but you, none of us are fine. Right. No, I, I don't, I don't, wait, I need to say that one more time for the people. None of us are fine. Nope. We, we doing it, mm-hmm. but there's a lot going on. You know what I found out the other day is that the first three years of your life is where you actually learn like your empathy strategies, et cetera, et cetera. Really? Yes. Apparently it's like how a baby responds to the mother, like how the parent, whoever the parent is, like Mm. how that parent is responding to a baby when they're crying, you know, also when they're responding to like their facial recognition, et cetera, et cetera. Like when they're in distress, how quickly they are handled, like in what measure are they handled? Like, are they angrily handled? Are they softly handled? You know, are they intently handled, et cetera. Apparently all of that starts shaping like the way that you're, I really should have paid more attention in child development, (laughs) but all of that like shapes the way your neurons start to form your reactions to things and like how your personality forms. And it's really interesting because you'll see it in people that you know, when you know their past, you're like, oh, that's why you react that way, mm-hmm. possibly. Um, but I think it's something that is also sketchy because you can't even remember that. Yeah. So how are you going to even talk about that in therapy? It's, I like, I'm like, our memories even like formed for real. Like, you, like you're experiencing, but are they like being There are some documented. people, like there's like a small percentage of people, but there are people on earth who can remember literally every single memory. They can literally remember like being born. Which is fascinating. It lets you know that our brains really are like a mystery. Yeah. Like I saw it on like discovery or something. I don't need all that now. But like, I remember like, um, I remember my ex was like able to remember stuff from when he was three. I probably could do like three, four. I have like one memory from when I was three and I was pooping in a a bathtub. Mine's my, one of my first memories is telling my dad, I could tie my shoe. Look, that's like one of my first memories. Wow. Words. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. Well, I feel like it's really important to be able to not just go consistently to therapy, but to know like why you're going. Mm -hmm. And you got to talk to your therapist about that. You know, you got to come up with a plan. Like, what are we actually talking about right now? Now, you may dovetail off into other things, but I want to talk about like when we get back, just what the regimen actually like means and also just different types of therapy because not everything is the same. Right. Let's do it. Keep it like right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. And we are in the midst of a group chat Thursday. We're talking about therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a video on my Instagram where I was just talking about how like people be thinking like, oh, I don't need to go to therapy. I can just read some books and I'm going to be okay. Like, I just know what I need to know about myself and I'll be fine. I'll just go to the beach and think about myself. You know, mm-hmm. I'll just ruminate on the things that you've said to me or the things that I think about me and that'll be fine. And I just have to let y'all know it's not, it's not enough. Think about it. If you don't know how to build a house, mm-hmm. but you get like access to the tools at Home Depot, right? You still don't know how to build a house, right? You just have the tools, right? There are levels to this, yes. And so, like, you might be able to like throw something together and maybe like make it make sense, mm-hmm. but it's probably not going to stay standing. And that's the same with doing therapy without having like outside input. And I want to also add, there's all different types. There are actually not just the lay on the couch and cry therapy. No, there isn't. So for instance, like EMDR. 
So EMDR therapy is called eye movement desensitization and reprocessing therapy. It's a mental health treatment technique. And the method involves moving your eyes a specific way while you process traumatic memories. Like this. I'm this moving. is radio, so they can't see I'm you. I'm moving my eyes, y'all. Right okay. So EMDR's goal is to help you heal from trauma and other distressing life experiences, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it has been said to greatly reduce your trauma, like to resolve to resolve it, to improve relationships. It's also been said to improve relationships. Well, yeah, because trauma is in the middle of trauma is what's in the way of most relationships. Yeah. No, for real. Like you realize like, oh, I'm not arguing with you. I'm arguing with your trauma. Right. I can't even I can't even get to you. Your trauma is all up in the mix and speaking for you. Right. That makes sense. They say it also helps with better physical health, Mm. um, improved focus and concentration, better parenting skills, improved sleep quality. And my homegirl who has actually had EMDR therapy said that it is also quicker Really? She said, you know, I get um, results quicker. Yes, you get results quicker. She said, you know, I know I'm self-aware. I know my triggers. I know when I'm on some BS. So she was like, this therapy just feels more effective because it's talk therapy is where you really get to discover, okay, what is the inner workings of me? Like, why do Mm -hmm. I, why do I operate this way? Why do I do this thing? And she said the EMDR therapy is also very intense, but I want to say something real quick about that too. Therapy is going to be a bit of a struggle, yo. You're going to get real with yourself and it's going to suck. And sometimes you're going to get real with like, realities around the people you love mm-hmm. and that may suck too but it's not an excuse not to go like working out at the gym like same it yes fun. it ain't fun but it's necessary like but it's, it's it's not fun but a method a, a version of that is necessary some mm-hmm. type of physical exercise right yeah is necessary okay to that point if you equate therapy to like physical exercise some people don't like going to the gym some people are like i'd rather go to a zumba class mm-hmm. i like to walk around my neighborhood but they're all exercising your body yes. that aren't necessarily the typical i'm going to the gym and lifting weights Correct. Now, when we get back, I want to talk about what the whole point of going to therapy is beyond just like, oh, I'm learning about myself. Like, you know, because I think I don't think enough people really hear from other people about just like how therapy has helped them. Okay. so it feels kind of like theoretical. But, you know, we got some calls and, you know, people sharing. So we're going to go to the phone lines when we get back. Don't go anywhere. See Amanda Seals show. The Amanda Seals show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. In this year, I like the Bible. So we've been talking about therapy, uh, you know, just the usefulness of therapy all day and well, all hour at least. But we've been asking y'all all week to call in and let us know, you know, what are your experiences with therapy? Has mm-hmm. it been good? What wasn't working for you? And so we got some calls that we want to check out. So what, what, what? what's the word, y'all? What's the word? Hi, Amanda. My name is Summer. Um, I'm calling to respond to the therapy question in my personal opinion therapy can be very dangerous um it did not help me because it just dredged up a whole lot of stuff that i forgot about and i think i needed to keep forgetting so it was not a good thing and i stopped going and i think i do better off by myself <laughs> i wonder is it i don't think well i was gonna say i think if you don't have I guess the support system around you when in when like if you're doing therapy like in isolation I guess it would be harder to deal with like I guess bringing up things that you haven't dealt with if you don't have people around you to kind of <laughs> give you comfort 
I don't even sense? think that's the case. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you drudge it up because it's affecting you, even though you don't know it's affecting you, right? right. So that's why it gets quote unquote drudged up mm-hmm. because whether you are consciously seeing it or knowing about it, it has affected the way that you exist in the world. Right. So the point is that you're you're identifying these things so that you can remove the power of them over you. Right. But if you leave therapy, then you don't do the next part of the work after mm-hmm. the drudge up, which is the healing. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's, you know, I, I, I wish this had not done that because I think that it's a she, long game. Well, it is a long game and it's it, and there's a method to that. You know, I mean, I wonder if she had a conversation with her therapist about that, because that feels like it's unfinished. And I feel like it's um, it's kind of one of those things where you can't do that part of the process mm-hmm. without a next part or else it will do exactly what she said. Do you think some people have like this? uh uh, expectation like oh I'm gonna go to three sessions and absolutely we'll be good versus like the first three sessions are like hell well I don't even think it's necessarily like the first three sessions are hell but I just think that people think it's very exacting mm-hmm. you know that you kind of like I mean I know my mom was like oh like yeah I'm just gonna go to therapy and I'm gonna go for these few sessions and I was like uh that's not how it works like it's not like getting your teeth whitened at the day thank you I got my teeth whitened now we, we, back, <laughs> we, to we back in action yeah not at all we got any more calls Believe so. Let's go to the phone line. I think, good morning, first of all. I hope all is well. This is Alice from Philadelphia. I think therapy can work. I once had three therapy sessions and I felt it backfired on me um, because I used my jobs, um, I guess, therapists or whatever they were whoever they supplied and they kind of ratted on me and I, I just didn't like that so ever since then I never went back I never reconsidered going um but I do know people that it has helped but for me personally it it didn't work and I probably would not okay 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 that's not okay thank you that's not therapy not working though I was about to say, I feel like I was a bad therapist. That was a bad therapist. Like, that doesn't mean, like, therapy itself doesn't work. That was a bad therapist, a shady person, and you right. actually should file suit because they were snitching. ultimately you have client... Uh, confidentiality. Yeah, there's a confidentiality clause there. Like, that's, like, the whole point mm. of feeling safe and going to therapy. Now, I do think, you know, why are you going to the job therapist? I don't know. I mean, know? I think it was like, oh, this is the easiest way It's more versus, accessible. like, having yeah. to go through the... I guess too, because even I texted my friend with that was like, who your therapist? And she just like, how do you get a therapist? It's not very like Psychology Today's website thing. is actually very helpful. Also, mm. betterhelp.com. There we go, y'all. You heard it here first. Um, but both of those stories are disheartening because I feel like they are not real, ex- they're not great examples of like what therapy is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, therapy is humans. Mm-hmm. So there's a trial and error phase that sometimes you have to go through. Right. People are always talking about like you have to even try different therapists. Yes. Like maybe, because not necessarily like therapy, therapists can be bad. They might not be a good fit for you. 1000%. So yeah, you know, go back girl. Go, go Don't go to the job one this time. Now. Don't go to the job one, but don't brush, don't write off therapy completely because mm-hmm. of the person. I wrote off yoga for a long time because my college yoga teacher was just <laughs> ridiculous and really made me feel like I wasn't quote unquote good at yoga, mm-hmm. which is not a thing. Like there's not like a good at yoga or bad at yoga, but right. he really like tainted it for me. You're bad. He definitely <laughs> was like, you don't do this right. And I was like, why? He's like, cause you care more about the positions than your mind. And I was like, 
I'm, I'm okay. trying to. I'm just trying to get here, right. man. I'm trying to get the just get, get through this. Yes, but that really like tainted yoga for me for like a really, really, really long time. I had to realize that that wasn't something that was fair to yoga. No, that's real. So you know, if y'all please keep calling us, y'all. We want to hear more about your um, experience at therapy. Good thoughts. You know, if, if you know anyone who hit therapy has helped and they changed their life and you saw that improvement, let us know. Call us at 1-855-262-6328. That's 1-855-AMANDA-8. You know, we got more group chat coming up later in the show. So stay locked in. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. What's up, y'all? It's the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. And it is time to take it to school. We got a Seal Show superlative. It is Jeremiah's most likely to... Today's social superlative, guys, is most likely to be who you are, and it's going on. It's going to not other than Wayne Brady. Oh yeah! So Wayne Brady earlier this week came out. What kind of coming out? Is, I guess it's coming out. Yeah, he came out. Yeah, as pansexual. Um, according to People Magazine, he told them, I couldn't say if I was bisexual because I hadn't got to see what I was, especially because I really have not gotten a chance to act on anything. So I came to pansexual because I know I'm completely messing up the definition, the dictionary meaning. But to me, pan means to be able to be attracted to anyone who identifies as gay, straight, bi, transsexual, or non-binary. And I love this because Wayne is like 50. He's a, he's a person of a certain age. It's a completely unnecessary announcement, though. <laughs> it is, it is. Uh, but I do think there is something to be said about seeing black men and culture like yes. take on these different gen- um, gender or sexual uh, expansive language. Because I think Ooh, a lot nice. of times we're like, no, back in our day, we didn't have that. Exactly. <laughs> I had to have that conversation with someone today. Like, it's like, just because it wasn't there before mm-hmm. doesn't mean there's a problem with new language being here now. Yes. Somebody was like the, around just like language in general, like the mm-hmm. ideas to be more expansive and more inclusive of just like the That's my spectrum whole of how people identify. It doesn't change how you identify. No. It doesn't. It creates more room at the table. Right. It's like placing, it's like putting new place cards at a table mm-hmm. and saying like, oh, y'all can come here now too. Right. So. It's, especially I think too, we see a lot of black men not being able to be, be their full selves. Be their full selves. And also publicly say that you might be your full self over there. Oh, you mean down there? <laughs> way down there um so on the low so to uh to say that i think i think i think it was important and i think a lot of people will also i think some people don't even know what pansexual is like that's even like an option i think people think gay straight bi non-binary but the pan thing i still think it's very new it just means i'm down for whatever open ready to party guys ready to party so that is today's social superlative most likely to be who you are to our man our Master Wayne. Blacksburg. That's what I was trying to find, but I yeah, couldn't find a Master word. Blacksburg. Yes. Wayne Brady. One of the illest to ever do it. Do a beatbox for us and send it in, Wayne Brady. You made the beatbox. <laughs> yes, of course. And make every other sound <laughs> in the world. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show, y'all. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. 
Axios. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. Happy Thursday. Uh, we're getting closer and closer, inching closer and closer to the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is Thursday, August 10th. It is. How? We don't know. We, we like time jump. I really feel like we quantum leaped. Probably. The government. It's really... <laughs> The government, the agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy birthday to John Morant. Listen, if you're listening, John Morant. John Morant being a Leo makes so much sense now. It does, but I really need him to spend his birthday like at Chuck E. Cheese. Like somewhere real. No. So he ain't going there. Somewhere real, just like go have a picnic. A picnic. That's cute. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Some just real laid back. Something real suburban. That's what I'm trying to get at. It's also uh Aaron Hall mm. uh, and Stricky Smiley, our fellow Radio One uh, yes, well, radio personality, comedian, yeah, all those things. He's an icon. So shout out to all of them, all the brothers. Uh, and with this hour, we're going to talk about building community, Amanda. Um, do you know your neighbors? Do you speak to people in your community? Why or why not? And why is it important to do this? You know, we're trying to mm-hmm. build the black community back up. <laughs> Listen, we got to do it. This time we got to be armed as well uh, mm-hmm. if we're going to do this. So yeah. here's my thing. I was always like, you know, with these guns, like y'all be doing too much with the guns. But it's like if we're if they're going to really try and be on some like, oh, we're trying to put the black people down, mm-hmm. then we got it. We we can't just have the guns. We also have to have community. Right. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. Plus 60 second headlines are coming up this hour as well. Cool in the gang. Cool in the gang. So don't forget all our lines are open. You can join the conversation at any time. Remember, if you miss any of the podcasts, you can check us out wherever you get your podcast. And uh, you can also check out the latest episode of Small Doses Podcast with Marianne Williamson. She is the, you know, relationship healing guru that is running for president. This is her second time running for president. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had an interview with her that you can check out on Small Doses Podcast. And you can watch the interview when the visuals premiere today at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, Amanda Seals TV. And I will just say that it is a uh, very electric Mm -hmm. interview. I think it had a lot of spark. You had a book out. Don't get me started, please. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about how to build community when we come back to the Amanda Seal Show. And we love our community here at the Amanda Seal Show. So thanks, y'all, for calling us. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seal. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. It's Group Chat Thursday. And today we are talking about building our community. We have to. So, Amanda, you know, there's always a lot to talk about mutual aid. We got to come together as a people. That's all we got. But what does it actually look like? Can I just tell you, I don't ever hear anyone talking about mutual aid. (laughs) No, people really do. The the kids are talking about mutual aid. What do they say? Just the idea that, you know, we have to really pull our resources together in like, I think a lot of times people think about like philanthropic efforts of of saving the world. Like, you know, we got the Red Cross, all these different Versus like GoFundMe. Right. And actually like helping our actual peers in a real way. I think we saw a lot of it post um, 2020 where people are really like, okay, all we got is this. And not just us as black people, us on the ground. Yeah. Uh, separate from the well, government. Well, the one per, the 1% is very far away. Yeah. So we waiting for them to save us, baby. You might as well Wait, just. Yeah. You on the Titanic. <laughs> you jack. You are the, moving around furniture on <laughs> the Titanic. Exactly. I love, who, somebody said that. Fan Drescher. Okay. I was like, that's the president of SAG. Yes. Um, Like I saw a post on TikTok that said, how you a socialist, but can't socialize. Well, here's the thing, easily. I mean, you can you can very easily be a socialist who doesn't socialize. But I think the reality is that we have not been taught the actual like merits mm-hmm. of community. Mm-hmm. You know, there's really been a shift. I know a lot of us, especially who are born in cities, you know, and who grew up in like these more cosmopolitan communities, like the merits of being able to like lean on your your neighbor mm-hmm. have not really been the same. Once upon a time, it was like, you really did go to your neighbor to ask like, do you have a cup of sugar? Mm-hmm. Like my mom would really like be like, hey, can you watch the house while yeah. we're gone, you know, on a trip? And I feel like these days, 
I don't know about you, but I don't know if it's the internet or what, but everyone's like, I can't trust nobody. I can't trust them, Amanda. It could be the killer next door. I don't know. It's a true crime. You watching these um, Netflix uh, based on a true story, Lifetime, ripping the headline. It's true. And they next door human trafficking people. You like, who knew? They <laughs> Let me them. tell you, the house across the street from my mom, like Caddy Corner from my mom, like uh-huh. they found dead bodies in the in the, in the, in the, in the yard. See, see? Right they found there. dead bodies in the yard. And you know what? They didn't even prosecute the person. What? Because apparently the people died from overdosing because mm-hmm. it was a drug house i do not live in the hood I was, like, I was like what do you mean it was a drug house too much too much but i think growing up for me like even um my neighborhood growing up like i knew my neighbors like you had miss smith across the street yeah um you had miss mcclendon miss gwen they, like i knew them you knew them yeah um uh, like miss smith used to watch me when i, when I was a kid right I get, get out the bus i go to miss smith's house and right my parents came home i'll go back to go home but like now it's really weird to your point i think we really are in a very individualistic society yeah i think we think of our main people. character moment. I think we think about communities in our phones. Like, oh, the people you I'm connected to are like my friend that's across the across the country. My few mutuals on social media. Those FaceTime. FaceTime. Braces before we had it. So you had to have a certain <laughs> network that was like at arm's reach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be imperative coming moving forward, right? Even as we talk about civic engagement. Yep. Like your community is going to be who's voting around the people that are going to be in place that are making rules about your community, making laws, making budget choices about your community. That's and true. one of the things that they have said in like civic building is that you have to actually like find people in community. Y'all have to put your thoughts together and y'all have to decide on like who you're getting behind Mm -hmm. in like real ways. And like, we've never really thought like that. At least I know that my generation, I don't feel like I've been a part of like that, that type of thinking. That's true. We gotta keep talking about this on our next break, Amanda. Cause you, you, you spit in game, you spit in truths. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot. You also just, when we come back, need to talk about community as it relates to like your own personal, like ways of handling things, mm-hmm. right? So we'll be right back. Let's keep it going right here at the Amanda Seals Show. Keep it locked. And also give us a call, one 855 amanda 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. The Amanda Seals Show. We up. We up, we up. We're here at the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seal. It's Jeremiah Like the Bible. In the thick of group chat Thursday. And I really am enjoying this topic. We're talking about the idea and the reality, right? Mm -hmm. Of like building community and what that means. I do think that there's a very romanticized version of like how communities showed up during the civil rights movement because Mm -hmm. people really be thinking like, all the blacks were on each other's back. And it's like, no, remember how many people were like, oh, we don't want to shake things up. Mm -hmm. Oh, he over here, he coming through. When Martin Luther King passed away, I gotta stop saying that. When Martin Luther King was assassinated, um, he had went to Chicago because there was like a whole situation with the slumlords in Chicago and he went out there to try and help. And the pastors were like, go back to where you came from. We got this. Right. That's, we we romanticize like it was all kumbaya. Yeah, we one people, and it's like let's be real. No, let's be real. It's the, it's the Prager you. Uh, <laughs> so I think there's there's an opportunity though mm-hmm. for us to to with that knowledge move different. Yeah, moving forward, right? And we are watching community happen against our community, and mm-hmm. I think that's what people are not realizing. We are seeing people in community. Yep. And how effective it is. These fascists and these racists, y'all, they are in community. Mm -hmm. They are working together. They are strategizing. They are on code. Mm -hmm. They are implementing. Mm -hmm. And we over here talking about who black. (laughs) You're not black enough. You're not black enough. You gay. You're not black enough. You trans. You don't exist. I saw somebody confidently say to me today, you know, Donald Trump is racist, but he right. 
trans people are ruining this country. There aren't even enough trans people to ruin your block. If you look at Donald Trump and be like, <laughs> trans people are ruining the community. <laughs> Baby, you need to go talk to the people. Go talk to the lady because something not happening. Something not. I be feeling bad about blocking people like that because I'm just like I feel like you actually need more. Right. But I'm like I can't have you in my circle. I can't have you in my space. But I think we have to we have to start at the baseline. I think even as you mentioned it earlier, as simple as just saying hello, good morning when you see people in your community. Yeah. You walking your dog when you go and see your local uh, bodega if you're in the New York <laughs> of it all. Well, like I live in a small neighborhood and I've never lived in a neighborhood this small, right? Mm -hmm. And I only know my next door neighbor. Okay. But we like are neighbor neighbors. Right. You know, like their dog was out yesterday and I saved the dog. It happens so often at this mm -hmm. point, I didn't even tell them. Yeah. Because it's just like, this, is what, we, this is what we're doing. But I say all that to say that even if I'm driving and like someone in my neighborhood is walking their dog, they mm -hmm. will wave to me. Right. They don't know me. We haven't spoken, but they're like, well, you behind this gate and we behind this gate. So we should say hi. And you mentioned it in our last break, the idea that once we get to mobilizing for elections and things like that, all that thing, all those little things matter because we aren't even community enough to say hello to each other. Exactly. We can't get on the same page about what we mean to talk about the strategy for <laughs> against fascism. It's we can't facts. get there. It's facts. I don't it's know facts. who to call. You. I don't know if you're at home. Who are you? You could be the fascist. I don't even know. Listen, it's very real. <laughs> it's very real. But I think community can also be something that we are overlooking mm -hmm. and we don't necessarily know that we even have it until we need it. Mm. And uh, so when we come back, I want to talk about that and just, um, you know, how we can better acknowledge what our community is that we already have. Okay. How we can be encouraged about the future of the specific black community. I think of that what went down the fade in the water in Montgomery. I really feel like it spoke into people's hearts. It did. It, it did. did. I'm going to talk about a video that I saw recently as well. So I want to get into that. We're going to keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. Who do you consider your community to be? One eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five Amanda eight. And I want to also ask you to please ask your children this. Mm. Ask your children who do they consider their community to be? Because this is also how we start community building. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. McDonald's is not new to chicken, so maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy juicy fried chicken buttery bun unmatched pickle to chicken ratio yeah they know what they're doing in fact we can honestly say they're not new to chicken they're true to chicken the mccrispy only at mcdonald's ba -da -ba -ba -ba. life is so much more than a diagnosis it's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. I am here on a group chat Thursday with... Jeremiah, like the Bible... This uh, this group chat, we've been talking about community, mm -hmm. right? And you were saying earlier, you know, like our community, we define it differently. Like what that looks like. We overlook some people in our community as well. Yes. Oh, all the time. We're being coy, but we overlook people in the LGBTQIA plus members of our mm -hmm. community. We overlook disabled members of our community. We overlook, the, ad we overlook the addicts in our community. Mm -hmm. And we like to be like, oh, they're a crackhead. They're this, they're that. They are in the community and they became that as members of our community. Mm -hmm. 
So what's let's talk about it. Let's talk about what's, it. What's going on here that got them there? For a group chat Thursday? I'm just saying, like, you know, there's a protect. There are things that you cannot control, mm-hmm. but there are things that we can be protective about. There's mm-hmm. things that we can show support with, you know, even when your family lets somebody who's harmful mm-hmm. be allowed to be harmful. Mm-hmm. That is a misuse of community. You're protecting the wrong person. Talk about it. Okay. But when I was uh, really broke in 2012 and did not know where my life was going, I was applying for jobs as a teacher and as like a, a teacher's a, like somewhere okay. like not an aide, but like a kind of like an adjunct. Like okay. you would come in and like just teach a specific like oh, okay, got you. course. And uh, so one of the curriculums I had come up with was, was around identity. And it was really talking to kids about like, OK, from starting from you as an individual, like thinking outside, like in rings, Mm -hmm. right? Like, what do you consider to be your community? What's the community in your house? Right. Right. Like what's the community in your family? Mm -hmm. Then like, what's the community in your community? Mm -hmm. Who do you consider to be safe in these spaces? Who do you consider to be alike? Right. Like who do you see, who do you identify with in these spaces? Right. right? Who do you consider to be like a problem in these spaces and why? And this was like, it was a community, it was a community like consciousness exercise, but it was also an identity exercise because I think we don't realize how much our community determines our identity. That's true. So like my ex, you know, his community was made up of a lot of real cool people, Mm -hmm. but they were not living mature lives. Okay. So his community was not reflective of the life that he was actually like. he had currently. Okay. And I do believe that if that is the case, it is very kind of, um, it's kind of counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. It's not to say you had to cut them people off, but it's like, you need to expand your, your community to reflect. Yeah. It has to reflect Uh where you're trying to grow into and evolve into. Uh, And it also reflects your ideals and your values. And we are always changing. We should always be evolving. So Mm -hmm. our community would naturally evolve. That's true. I've, I've definitely had friends where, like, I know people who who, who I've known from like, from, like, college. And, like, mm-hmm. in college, we weren't, like, not friends. Like, we, we were, like, social with each other. But, like, post-college, our relationships got kind of, like, morphed. And they're, like, a major part of my community, community now. But, like, in college... Why? I don't know. I think Is it that your interests more became more aligned? Or maybe you all both were in California? Or? I think that's part of it. But also, too, you kind of just also... In college, you kind of be siphoned off a little bit because there's so much going on. Yeah. You're over here, you're over yeah. there. But then as you kind of leave that space, you start reaching out to people and like, oh, we actually have... We never talked about that. We have this in common. Oh, I didn't even realize this. Or there's just someone who um, is a resource and they become resourceful. So it's like, oh, I needed this thing. And that kind of like creates a path for that um, relationships to blossom more in a way that you probably had, hadn't before. Um, it's true. Yeah. It's just, it's like portals. Mm-hmm. You know, and you both step through and you're like, oh, look at us here. Right. Like literally one of my friends, I'm like, we like we would see each other all the time, but they became like one of my closest friends, like post-college. I'm like, oh, we talk a lot. Like, <laughs> and I don't know like how it happened. I think like I caught them like again, you're like, who do I know that, that does this thing? Or like, yep. who knows this? Call them, text them. We talking. And then before you know, it's like, like three years later, you're like, oh, we're on the phone all the time. <laughs> we'll become friend friends. But I think we also want, need to remember that like humans are herd animals. Like mm-hmm. we, we are about community. And if you look at like even ancestrally mm-hmm. and that's not just black folks. Okay. Like you look all over mess. I mean, all over, you love to say Mesopotamia. You look all over Mesopotamia, you look all over, you know, the, the, the history of humans, homo sapiens. And then you look at like, okay, there were Vikings, right? There were, right. There were the Mongolians, you know, there were the Romans. Like there's always been this natural kind of in uh, implicit 
effort to like herd up. To have your tribe to move to the world with. Yes. And so, you know, I don't think it's, I want to say also to that, needing community Mm -hmm. is not a sign of weakness. No, we need our community. And I think a lot of people do feel that way. If they need other people, and I say need specifically, mm-hmm. not just want. Right. Needing other people. There has been times where I needed other mm-hmm. people either because I didn't have the resources that I needed or I was like going to self-harm or mm-hmm. a myriad of reasons. But I had poured into a community. Mm-hmm. And so that community was there when I needed them. That's important. Check on your friends. Call your friends. Actually, maintain the community. That's the what I'm trying to say. I had to call people the other day. I'm like, oh, let's have, like, literally be intentional. Like, oh, let's have lunch together. Because mm-hmm. before you, like, you know, they my friends. So we doing whatever. Don't do that. It's like, oh, let's actually uh, foster to really build. Also, one-on-one. Sometimes yes. you have, like, friends in, like, group settings. And we're all friends. We all cool. No, you're not. And you're like, I ain't never actually sat with you one-on-one. Are you crazy? Let's find out. Let's go to Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> okay. So that is that. Uh... Outback Steakhouse, great bread. Uh, we got these second headlines when we get back. Shout out to your communities out there. Remember to keep building because we need each other. All we got is us. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. What's up, y'all? It's the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and it's time for 60 second headlines. All right, let's do it. So the FDA approves the first pill for postpartum depression. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is important also because it really helps to expand the the reality for people that postpartum pre- depression is real. Yep. Also, Felicia Rashad stepped down as the College of Fine Arts Dean at Howard University. I mean, I feel like that was impending <laughs> since she had tried to get at the kids about their own dorms. Yeah. Sorry, Felicia. Um, also, Stephanie Mills has offered to do a charity concert for the heroes involved in the <laughs> melee in Montgomery. She they have legal is going to sing when I think of home. <laughs> I think of a play where there's folding chairs overflowing. I'm screaming. All right. Week one of the NFL preseason gets underway tonight with the when the um, Houston Texans play the New England Patriots and the Minnesota Vikings face the Seattle Seahawks. I don't care. <laughs> Sports. <laughs> All right. Lastly, Adidas is set to relaunch Kobe Bryant's first signature shoe, the Crazy Eight. <sighs> Surreal. Surreal. R.I.P. R.I.P. Kobe. R.I.P. Black Mamba. Well, that it. I wonder how like they're gonna sell. Oh, they gonna I feel sell. it's gonna go like hot. I, I mean, it's gonna go up. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, and Adidas needs that because after the Yeezys, yep. uh, they got to make that bread. Well, that's your sixty second headlines, y'all. Keep it locked right here. The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. I'm Jeremiah, I like the Bible. And let me just first say, if you haven't gone to inamandawetrust.com to check out the trailer for my new unapologetically political comedy documentary, In Amanda We Trust, then you are tripping. Mm-hmm. It's, it's long overdue. You need to go and check it out. You need to put your name in the email so that when it drops, you know, you are first to know. So hopefully you will follow instructions and do that because it's going to be worth your time. People love to be like, you ain't tell me. I forgot. Why nobody ain't say nothing? We're telling you. We're telling you. Okay. The email will tell you too. You put your email in it there. Does. It does. It does. All right. It does. We also want to tell you that we've been celebrating hip hop's birthday. Oh! week mm-hmm. 
can't believe that we're at a point where we're celebrating hip hop's birthday like that's 50 years i mean you can see the book that jeremiah got me for my birthday hip-hop and other things you know it's a whole it's an existing it's an institution it, at this point. yes it's a culture it is a culture quick pop quiz jeremiah okay four elements of hip-hop go their element uh, uh rap style uh wait what was the first one Raps. okay st- style eh. uh culture eh. cities eh. <laughs> uh, beats eh. all right so jeremiah did not <laughs> did not pass today's pop quiz <laughs> the four elements of hip-hop are one emceeing okay two Graffiti, three, b-boying, and four, turntablism. Okay. So, to be fair, that's a very specific era of hip hop, too. No, it's not about the era. Those are the elements of hip hop. Well, I like I like those are fun, like the fundamental hip hop, though, too. Like, cause now these folks ain't ain't spinning on their head. But we got to remember that when we talk about hip hop as a culture, we're not talking about it just within the microcosm of now. We're talking about right. Well, that's also I think like over time, but specifically that I think that makes sense. And for the record, they are spinning on their head. B boying has now been entered as a sport in the Olympics. Really? Yes. What is going on? Who knew? I know. <laughs> that's why I put the pop quiz. <laughs> All right. So. What are we going to be talking about this hour? Yes. Well, we're going to continue our conversation on hip hop, Amanda. You know, tomorrow's hip hop's actual birthday. So make sure I get a gift for it. People, Leo's love gifts in Ascension. Okay. Um, gotcha, but this gotcha. hour, we're going to talk about the culture, the trend, the money, and the business of hip hop. Also, I'm going to get y'all, hit y'all with a seal show superlatives. So stay locked in to find out who I gave my superlatives to. All right, we got all that coming at you, so don't go anywhere. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I am Amanda Seals. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seals Show. We'll be right back. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. And uh, it's Group Chat Thursday. We're talking about the culture of hip-hop, something that Jeremiah doesn't know much about. Okay, now, not too much, <laughs> not too much. I know a little, a little about a lot of things, so... Hip hop is one of is one of those things as well, but that's why we have a whole group chat hour dedicated to it because it's his birthday and hip hop is a Leo, so I'm sure they would want me to know everything about them. <laughs> okay, so how has hip hop influenced fashion? Fashion, mm, I don't even think about this because you asked me earlier about the elements of hip hop. Yeah, and, and you did is, name style as yes. like your second one. It was wrong, but it was, it was wrong. It was, um, but it was still kind of right because hip hop is more than just like. The, the music like rap music it's, yeah. it's an aesthetic you see people like in like fashion like oh this is hip hop that's very uh, urban, urban. <laughs> and they're like graffiti pants and baggy jeans <laughs> um, I mean I think specifically for my era growing up you had like in Atlanta tall tees you had in baggy pants oh my gosh that was a time where are y'all going you are like literally <laughs> five feet tall with a, with a five it's external. a dress it's a dress it's a dress like your shorts bag. your shorts are peeking out mm-hmm. from beneath See, my era was, uh, you know, 
like in middle school, there was a lot of the the baggier the jean, the better. Then, uh-huh. of course, when I got to high school, senior year is when Cash Money came out. So there was a lot of Jabot jeans, Reeboks, and Soldier rags. Jabot. <laughs> my brother, I remember my brothers had like Jabot. It was like a whole thing. Like you just like getting the different colors. Yes, with the Velcros. But also, this is the era of Tommy Hilfiger. Mm, okay. I remember this dude, Suell, was like, he just was known for having the most Tommy of Tommy. Like he had the Macy's Tommy mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, he had money. Well, Macy Tommy is like very, very brandy uh-huh. and he was tall. So he would be, he's like six, three with like dummy health yeah. like on down on each jean. He wanted y'all to know. It's funny when I was at high school, you, it's like every area you see hip hop change. So like in high school, I feel like every rapper wanted to be like a rock star situation. So you saw like color, it was like, it was like a retro, we going back to the eighties, but it's like rock and roll. That's like what was going thing. on for y'all. When I was like in ninth, ninth grade, 10th grade, Interesting. it was like very colorful. That was also when they started being like, these these dudes is too sweet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like skinny jeans. Like yeah, that whole yeah. era was my like high school era. So like you went from baggy jeans, everything big, to everything tight and fitted with like scarves. You know what had people on the choco, Amanda? Shutter shades. From that time <laughs> <I was at. laughs> Baby, I wanted something so bad. It was like, I need these. these oh are my the culture. Gosh. In retrospect, what were those? What were those? I miss. Uh, that's exactly what they were. But then we have like long lasting, like classic hip hop wear that don't never lie, mm-hmm. never die. Like bamboo earrings. Yeah. Grills, Adidas suits. Love a grill. Go chains. Like, and now cross colors has come back. People wearing cross uh-huh. colors. I mean, I was the Kango queen. If you want to see a bunch of Kangos, just Google me. Because during the t- early 2000s, your girl was out here with the Kango. The fact that you never had an endorsement deal is bonkers. I'm still here. Don't take out your black dress yet. It ain't over. <laughs> Get the PR on the I phone. mean, listen, if, if if Snoop won't be out here wearing Skechers, I could be out here wearing Kangos. Listen, it's really about anything could be be cool when you put on the right person. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's it. We wearing Kangos it's, 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 it's I mean, bad. Puma had kind of like, you know, not really been an American thing. It was mm-hmm. like more overseas. And then Nip started wearing Pumas. And it was like, oh, I guess I can't wear Pumas. I mean, you definitely see like artists influence like like style. Like I remember when Nikki came out, all the girls wanted a pink weave in the back. I'm like, oh, so everybody go do that with the uh, with, with the, the bang. bang. Like you, you can like see certain artists. Like even like Lil' Kim, you would see like oh, yeah. the influence of like fashion. And I was like, oh, we had just like this. We had a... Some of y'all took a little too far. Trying to put, put, put the titty out, but you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta keep it, you gotta keep it appropriate for the streets. Keep it cute. Keep it cute for the streets. Well, you know, I love a throwback. I mm-hmm. love just, you know, thinking about the past of things because I'm a nostalgic kind of gal. And I think it's important to like explore and just like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Examine the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it just, it, it really opens your eyes to what you can do with the future. So when we get back, we're going to talk about the business of hip hop. Yes. Because I know a lot of people never expected hip hop to become a multi-million, billion gajillion dollar business and here we are right thank you biggie we'll be right back to the amanda seal show the amanda seal show we up we up we up now i'm in the limelight because i rhyme tight time Mm -hmm. to get paid blow up like the amanda seal show it's the amanda seal show that was a little biggie for you since we've been talking about hip-hop for this last group chat hour i'm amanda seals here is jeremiah uh, like the bible that is his name yes um so we talked about like the influence that hip-hop has had on style yeah because we're celebrating 50 years of hip-hop mm-hmm. but what about the business the, the business. business yeah in the words of jay-z i'm not a businessman i'm, I'm a, a- Businessman, <laughs> and you definitely see entrepreneurship like come out the gates of uh, 
if there's no industry that's capitalist, capitalistic, it's hip hop. They go, they go, they go talk about the dollars and accruing funds. Um, whether that's like Diddy with Sarah, he has his own network. Um, I mean, Bad Boy is just having a whole, having his own record label. And then even like the whole Sean John era, where it's Sean John clothes, Sean John tuxedo, yes. Sean John yes. uh, cologne. <laughs> like we get it, Sean John. Um, even with um, Jay has been able to do with like Ace of Spades and everything like that, you definitely see a level of entrepreneurship, especially like once rappers, I guess, age out of, I guess, being quote unquote cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I gotta get, get, keep the bag going. What can I do? What can I do? You know what's bugged out though is that. There, there's this expectation that like hip hoppers are gonna be able to like go to entrepreneurship, but like just because you can rap, don't mean that you can do Listen, business. <laughs> or people want to buy into your business. Yes, that's the whole thing too. Did you know that Nas invested in Ring before it blew like up? The, the the doorbell. Yes, I did not know that. So he has Guap. <laughs> he also, I think he invested either in Netflix or like he was like EP, like quietly EPing Netflix stuff. Okay. So like that's what, like those are like two places where he made like like lots of dough. I thought I fell off. I'm going to back in. Because the in, the investing thing is like a whole thing. I mean, like mm-hmm. a millionaire, I remember like he became like really involved in the investing thing. He tried to get and me like to invest tech. in something, but then I was like, I feel like he's trying to sell me. He, he got mad. <laughs> he got mad. He was like, why are you taking it that way? I was like, oh my God, you're doing too much. I mean, even we see um, like Bumby down in Houston with the burgers. Yeah. Like everyone's trying to find a path that makes sense for them. Also, I think when you have celebrity, how can you leverage a celebrity in a way to make more money? You know who has a really interesting path that you would never think of? Who? So, <laughs> I'm nervous. Juvenile okay. makes light fixtures. <laughs> okay. It's like a thing. Like, it's like his craft. Oh. Like, he's like, like a, a craftsman, craftsman hmm. and makes light fixtures. I would have never. Because, like, that. who you you wouldn't even think about light fixtures as, like, a thing right, to do. Like, I don't know. I don't yeah, go lights. go on his Instagram and Juvenile is over here, like, <laughs> enterprising <laughs> with light fixtures. <laughs> That's like, oh, uh, she's not a rapper, but Khalees out there at the farm. It's like, I'm farming. I'm farming. It's like, oh. Because, you know, for ultimately, too, like, this business just kind of wears you out mm-hmm. so fast, I think. And you put so much into it. And then you have to, like, pivot out of it that you a lot of people want something that's just. The opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, some people really chase the fame, but some people are like, just can I be at peace with my light fixtures, with my light bulbs? Right. It's for the sanity of it. Um, and I think also that gives people, I think hip hop really, people see rappers in a very particular way. Like you're a rapper, you're this type of person. But through entrepreneurship, through business ventures, you're able to show other parts of your like style, your life, things you're interested in, in a way that still is lucrative, but you ain't got to, you know, put on, be the showman of rap. Like, you know, come up, brawl <laughs> Fit 16. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, I mean, Rakim shows up and we're like, this is hip hop. Mm-hmm. This is Rakim. He don't got to say nothing or do nothing. Like, he just exists as that. The other part of the business of hip hop, though, that has become very kind of on the negative side of things is the way in which I think a lot of people feel like record companies buy into the negativity mm-hmm. and the uh, like when we found out that they were taking like life insurance policies on these rappers. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but. Maybe we just need to like not put out like music that could get them killed. Right. Let's let's, <laughs> let's uh, reform the people. Let's make them better people. I don't think you can reform the people. You don't think so? But you cannot capitalize <laughs> off of okay off of things that are going to be deleterious mm-hmm. and also things that don't affect your community. Right. Like you, even on that same note, you you've heard stories of like certain artists who feel like their team around them enable like oh like well you need drugs to, to perform we'll give you more drugs Juice World. even though you know mm-hmm. the drugs are killing me and I could like over- yeah OD, or just like not be a good little Zanny wasn't there what's the artist little there one of them Zanny I think he had come out and said that that mm-hmm. like his his managers were just like well your name little Zanny right. so we gonna yeah. keep you Zannied. Mm-hmm. 
Thumbs no. up, y'all. That ain't that ain't good business. It's not because in their minds they're like, well, we got to keep them on this thing so we can control it. But that's nah. how you end up, you know, creating something much 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 worse. But capitalism does that. So you know, that's the other part too. It's like. We love hip hop. Hip hop is pure at one point. It was is art, but once you mix creativity and commerce, mm-hmm. we going down a road. We going down a road. Now, when we come back, going down that road, you know, we talk about hip hop with creativity and commerce, but we also talk about community earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. How has hip hop had an impact on the black community? Ooh. So we're gonna get into that when we get back to the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked right here. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. And uh, we've been talking about hip-hop this hour. We have. Talking about hip-hop and it's, you know, just it's 50th year. We're celebrating hip-hop's birthday tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like it's actual birthday. Um... But what, okay, so we talked about community in the early part of the show. So if you miss it, make sure you go back and check it out uh, on wherever you get your podcast. But how would you say that hip hop has had an impact on I mean, that community? I think for a lot of us, especially black youth, it's like the soundtrack of like your life. So I think in a very personal way, it connects you to moments that you kind of forget. I think music in general can, can, do, can do that. But I think for black youth particularly, we hear a certain rap song, like when I hear Waka Flocka, um, Oh, Let's Do It and things like that, I go immediately to like my high school gym and I can like see it. Like that's what I feel. Like there's an energy around that era of hip hop. Um, and I think for some people, it really gives them, like, there's always a joke of people who like, uh, they like listen to like drug dealing music on the way to your nine to five. Mm-hmm. It gives them like this energy <laughs> or like just this, um, like the um, confidence of a rapper. Because rappers, if, if rappers are nothing else, they're confident in all the things they do. And I think yeah. the music really empowers us, especially young people to kind of like just take on the day and really, you know, take the world and the man by its reins and become, you know, the people we want to be. I mean, I think hip hop is also just impacted the black community just on the basis of like it became another route out mm-hmm. for a long time. It was really like just sports. Right. Um, you know, or and there was music, but it was like just another way. Mm-hmm. And I think outside of it just being like creating music, it created an industry. Mm-hmm. So you got music, you got managers, you got producers, you got DJs, you got stylists, you got all of these aspects that are also very important in terms of cultural competency. So mm-hmm. it's not like just anybody can step into this role. I agree with that. I think I think for better or for worse, too, it created a lane for certain people to be in music. If that way. and show up as like their their authentic selves for some people, um, because you look before you have like things like you think of like Motown, where like the black artists that even came from, that came from their projects or whatever, they were really very curated. Like you have to be very beautiful, very put together. Versus in hip hop, it's like I'm rapping about the streets. I came from this 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 project. This is what we did. This this how I went down. And people are connecting with that in an authentic way versus like I have to change who I am or hide this quote unquote negative part of my upbringings for people to buy into my talent or buy into my story. I mean, one of the things I think at one point in time that it felt like with hip hop is that 
you did need that. Mm-hmm. Like, like you couldn't be successful without some type of like hood tail right, no or, trauma. you know, and we saw a change in that with like a lot of underground rappers. I feel like mm-hmm. then you had like just different styles. I remember in 2009 when like Kid Cudi came out and Kendrick mm-hmm. and, uh, was also there was this guy Charles Hamilton like oh, you got Drake so <laughs> your genuine irritation with Drake but I like, like Drake. reverence I, love, I know I, like I get it it's just, I have the same thing <laughs> I'm like I love Drake's music but like Drake as a person I'd be like what's happening what's here but you know we go sing the songs but but to your point like he he's the one who's like literally the certified lover boy like that's his whole thing people right. people kind of critiqued him for that but there's a lane for that like my story isn't like you know I. I mean, sometimes his story is depending on the song. Right. But like I was popping trunks outside of the, the, the grassy set. It's like, no, like this girl broke my heart and I'm going to rap about it. This girl I met in Atlanta whose tuition I paid and now my heart is broken. Um. And I'm singing and rapping on the track about it. So there is like, I think now too, like you said, like a space in hip hop to tell multiple types of stories that aren't just, I guess, embedded in the streets or, you know, crime. <sighs> Don't commit crimes, y'all. Don't commit, do commit a crime. Don't rap about it. And don't be in a gang that can get a Rico charge. Because Fanny is watching. Fanny. Fanny is watching. In the car. Yes. She getting the present. She she'll get you too. Well, we won't get to the most likely two when we get back. So don't go anywhere. This is the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. So we've been having a group chat Thursday, uh, mm-hmm. but we always do a word of the day. We do. So today's word is gumption. Okay. Not to be confused with Bubba Gump shrimp. You know, let's shrimp that Bubba Gumps. Um, gumption is like the audacity, like to have audacity to be audacious in a way. That's, that's how, close. That's how I'm I'm I think gonna give you that. That's close enough. It's okay. like, I mean, yes, but it's a little bit more. It's 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 courage. Okay. Confidence. So audacity feels a little bit more like delusion, kind of. Right. I feel like, <laughs> but it's like audacity is like confidence gone wrong. Yes. <laughs> you a lot of audacity. Arrogance. Yes, there's an arrogance to the confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like, you know, it took a lot of gumption mm-hmm. for uh, Tory Lanez to be out here pretending that he was going to get off and then actually... That's actually, like that's, that's audacity. audacity. <laughs> <laughs> that was something. Because that tweet we wrote earlier this Ooh, week. Child. That was audacity. You ain't lying. That was audacity. Um, it, it took a lot of gumption. It took a lot of gumption for the MCs who began hip-hop to put all of their time and money yeah. into a music that hadn't fully formed. Yeah. And now they get to see a, a culture that's been here for years. Mm-hmm. They built a house. They built a house. All right. Well, what subjects do we have coming up this hour to talk about? Well, we're going to take it to the I Be Knowing, Amanda, because you be knowing. Oh, yes, I do be knowing. And people wait every group chat Thursday for this moment. Like, we talk a lot. Yeah. They want to hear you talk. Okay. Like, I heard you're like the Bible. But what does Amanda be knowing about? Hilarious. <laughs> Let's go take some more calls. And we got 60-second headlines because we got to hit you up with the headlines, even though it's group chat Thursday. Yes, we always got to keep you 
you informed. All right. So don't go anywhere. Remember, we love to hear from you. So give us a call. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Remember, if you haven't checked out my my comedy documentary uh, trailer for In Amanda We Trust, you can go to inamandawetrust.com and check it out. So I hope that you will make that your business to do so because I put a lot of money and time and energy into it and I did it for y'all. All All right, time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seal Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Jeremy. I like the Bible. I'm Amanda Seals. And Amanda, it is now time for the... I be knowing. Yes, 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 y'all. It is time for I be knowing. You know what? We've been talking about therapy a lot. We've been talking about therapy a lot because we have been, you know, just kind of exploring what is the value of therapy, mm-hmm. right? Like how, why is it helpful? Like how can it change you, et cetera, et cetera. And I just want to talk about real quick, the reality that therapy is not some simple, like flip a switch type situation. I know a lot of people think when it's related to health, it's like, well, there's going to be getting beginning and end. And that's just it. You know, like we'll take a certain series of, you know, antibiotics, right. To, to cure something. Or if you get harmed or, I mean, if you get an injury, you go through a certain amount of physical therapy, right. To get your um, motility back. But with therapy, Though it is health related, it is not the same in the fact that it does require a consistent regimen. And it's not that the regimen can't change, but I think for a lot of people, they expect it to be like, oh, I went, I did it, it's done, and now I'm good. And I think we have to re- re- realign ourselves because we're dealing with the brain. And the brain and our hearts and our minds, they operate different. When we have to think about therapy, we got to think about the fact that, like, We're working to heal and understand something Mm -hmm. that has been in existence before we even had the ability to heal and understand. That's you. You have been in existence longer than you have been able to heal and understand. So it takes a different level of attention to get that work going, to get that skill set going, to get that motility in place, because it's not something you were conscious of. You know, when we're a kid, we were conscious of like, oh, I hurt myself. This hurt. And now it's that. But what we don't realize is we hurt when we were kids mentally and we don't even know. So we're trying to heal things that we're just finding out about. And that takes a different level of attention. And what it requires is a different level of patience, not just for the therapist, but for you. You have to be patient with the process. But that patience has to also be partnered with consistency. And I think a lot of people, consistency. And I think a lot of people are, you know, not able sometimes because of the money that comes along with it or because of the time dedication that comes along with it. But sometimes I think people don't allow themselves to be, to give themselves over to that consistency because they don't feel like they're getting results fast enough. And I'm encouraging all of you to know that you are getting results even if you don't think about you're getting results by nature of you simply taking control of your own mental health so let me start there now sometimes you might have a therapist that's actually not really doing much for you you're like you know what you're not asking me the questions i need to be asked you're not giving me the tools that i feel like i need to get through this you know you're not really tapped in and that's real but that doesn't mean that therapy doesn't work that means you and that therapist don't work sometimes that can happen after you've worked very well with a therapist for quite some time but y'all just grow out of each other I say all that to say that you, yourself, you are a work in progress. There might be different therapies that work over different courses of time over your whole life. But in that progress, 
You are making small and sometimes big leaps and bounds, but you got to give yourself the opportunity to experience it. And that requires commitment. All right. That's my I be knowing for today. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. I'm Amanda Seals. And we've been getting a lot of calls on all our topics this week. And we love when y'all call us. So let's go back to the phone lines. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Let's talk to Walter. What's up, Walter? What's up, Amanda? What's up, Jeremiah? like the Bible. I wanted to respond to your comment about uh, therapy and about how somebody in your Instagram said that, you know, he knows somebody goes to therapy and it doesn't work for them. I've probably been in therapy in and out about nine years. And one of the reasons why it's in and out is because nine years ago when I started, you know, there were things that I was willing to talk about and things I was willing to do, but then I wasn't. I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't open. I wasn't taking it in. I wasn't taking the advice. I wasn't following it. So I stopped going. My therapist at that time even made a comment. He says, we come here every week. We talk like we boys, but you're not telling me anything. So I just think that some people go and, you know, that might be them. They may not be ready for it. It might take them some time. Now I'm currently in therapy and I told my therapist something Thursday and he was happy because he's like, I've been telling you this for almost a year and now you realize it. And sometimes it takes time. The point of going to therapy is that you're not perfect. You're working on yourself. My therapist, I used to tell him, you know, sometimes I keep my mouth shut because I'm afraid to hurt people's feelings. And he told me, that's not your problem. Say what you got to say. Don't disrespect people. And if they take yeah. it that way, that's not your problem. Don't worry about it. Speak your mind. So I speak my mind. As do you, Amanda. Appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. I mean, listen, you can speak your mind without being rude and nasty. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the thing that I feel like I don't like when people are like, I'm just being honest. Right. You can be honest without being a prick. Yes. Um, I like that you said also that, you know, sometimes in life, you're through phases so at certain points you're like I'm not ready to discuss this but at with time you're able to I guess even have the language to even understand like oh that's what this thing is that's like looming over me that I haven't been able to identify and mm-hmm. now I actually can't talk about it um but let's actually go back to the phone lines we have another caller who is this this is DJ checking in with you and my like the Bible <laughs> um so to answer your question this morning I personally have gone to therapy also I have Try to uh, encourage my uh, partner to go as well. It has worked for me. I had to do a little bit of shopping around, though. Um, it is hard to open up to someone you don't know, but also they don't know you, so you get a true unbiased opinion. Um, it's just the process of it. A lot of people don't have patience because they ask you a lot of questions, and everyone is just focused on, like, fix whatever it is now and it's a process but I do believe therapy works I've seen it work it has worked for me I'm telling you I'm on a mission Jeremiah to convert the world. I mean, I would love to find a way to be in partnership with like an actual like place where people can get access to therapists okay. versus me just being here like right. go to therapy, right. you know? But but it's real. I mean, I'd love her commentary because it speaks to the reality that like you can present this to somebody, but mm. they may not go. Right. Um, and that she said she had to try a couple times. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I think her point was very valid about, you know, you're 
actually open it up to a stranger. So it is, it's going to take a while. Like you yes. don't meet anybody on the street, but let me tell y'all my problems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even with your like closest friends now, it took time for y'all to even get to the conversation that y'all are having in these days. When y'all first met, it was like, oh, I like your hat. I like your shoes. Now you're like, let me tell you about when I was five <laughs> and my mama called me ugly. You know, you got to go through that. So it takes time. So yeah. I don't know why people, I guess, don't expect it to take time with a therapist, with a stranger you don't know. So it's going to take a few sessions. It's going to take a few sessions, y'all. I promise you. Nine years. No, I'm kidding. Listen, there's times where like you're talking about something that you don't figure out until years later. Mm. So it's just what it is. But it's a beautiful struggle. It's a beautiful struggle. We got 60 second headlines when we get back. Thank you all so much for just being honest on these phone lines and sharing Mm -hmm. your experiences, because I'm telling you, this is how you build community. We talked about it earlier in the show. This is it right here. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Hey, y'all, this is the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seal. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. Well, we had a great Thursday right here, Group Chat Thursday. Tell them what we talked about. Well, we talked about the business, the culture, and the influence of hip-hop as we prepare for tomorrow's birthday for hip-hop celebrated 50 years. Also, this week's Group Chat topic of the week was have you ever been to therapy? We got a lot of good calls, Amanda. People that didn't like therapy and people that it changed their life. So, you know, go back to the podcast if you missed that. Hit us with an I be knowing. You also... We also gave out a seal show superlative to Wayne Brady. So find out what I gave him, y'all. It was a good one. And we did 60-second headlines per usual. So we did all of that. And if you missed any of it, you can check out the latest Amanda Seal Show podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. All right. You can also check out the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses. This week, we had presidential nominee Marianne Williamson uh, joining us to talk about all the ways in which she did not need to attend any of the actual reparations task force meetings that were going on. I was very irritated. But nonetheless, I think it's a great interview. And I think it's honestly, as we are gearing up for presidential elections and, you know, mayoral elections and all these types of like positions that are going to be in government we got to start listening differently to how people are talking what are their plans how are their plans going to be actualized where they have where's their mind in terms of how they look at their constituency etc so make sure you check that out wherever you get your podcast you can also watch it on uh, youtube today the visuals will premiere at 4 p.m pacific 7 p.m eastern all right remember coming up on friday show it's going to be a fun friday a feel-good friday a black joy friday we're also going to have things i learned this week you know my psa and the black spin and we're going to keep it positive with some Black Joy stories, even one from a little baby. Okay? Mm. Yeah. So all that and more is coming up on Friday's Amanda Seal Show. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we... Can't do no wrong. That's not what it is. <laughs> we lift each other up. Gosh yeah. darn it. It's I say like this a, every day. It's like a song you know and you sing along to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. We'll see y'all on Friday, y'all. See Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.